Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And as usual, we're talking about how in a world that loves bigger, better, fast, and famous, you and I, Christy, are still learning that the very best stories actually grow out of the soil of everyday life. I feel like we both shared some pretty big family news in this one, Lisa Jo. I know. And I am finally doing something I haven't done in four years. And you, I'm not going to lie, kind of stunned me with your new Tuesday ritual. So, (laughs) friends, get comfy. Here we go. Well, Lisa Jo, I'm pretty excited to tell you and our listeners today about my new life-changing, spiritually enriching weekly rhythm. Are you ready? I'm so on the edge of my seat right now. (laughs) Like any guesses? I mean, something in the flower garden. Okay, good guess. Probably the opposite of that, actually. (laughs) So my new life-giving rhythm that I did not ask for, but I am receiving, is that every Tuesday morning, I drive myself half an hour to the nearest Costco (laughs) warehouse shopping experience. (laughs) First of all, I feel like, you know, that Sesame Street song, one of these things is not like the other. Like Christy Purifoy at a Costco, my brain is like, wait, what? You don't shop everything at an Amish nearby roadside stand where it's all organically and locally sourced? You don't know everybody by name? What? I I know this is true. And yet I'm always like, what? Like my brain really struggles to comprehend this. When you leave me messages and I'm like, I'm on my way to Costco. I'm always like, misfire. Information does not compute. What is happening? Okay. Well, if it helps you out. So that that's my Tuesday rhythm. My Thursday rhythm is the local farm orchard farm market where I do know everyone by name and everything is locally grown and sustainable and amazing. And yes, so that's Thursday. But on Tuesday, <laughs> thank you Tuesday, for I go validating to my interior <laughs> monologue about your life. Um, so this is why I'm sharing this. <laughs> this, I think, is, is the story, is my surprise, actually. So for many years in our marriage, my husband, Jonathan, bless him, bless him, has handled the grocery shopping. And I know there are listeners out there who are saying, oh, what? You lucky? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I I accept. Very, very lucky. So for a number of years, Jonathan has worked from home, had a home office, but a lot of his work is on the phone or... um, and so, and he like he's a multitasker. I think he just yes. sort of thrives on that. I think he works actually, unlike me, <laughs> he works better if he's kind of doing a couple things. So, so even though he has an actual home office, although I won't share pictures of it online because it's a scary spot in our basement, but bless him again, he takes the the least desirable room in the house. So he does have a home office, but I will often find him, you know, loading the dishwasher while he's on the phone or. He used to, as part of his rhythm, um, go to the grocery store or go to Costco. Uh, We have a big family. So, you know, Costco is a help to be able to buy the paper towels in the enormous package. Um, And so he would do that. But he he's just working really hard lately. And so this past year, we we kind of came to a (laughs) it's going to sound overly dramatic, but we came to a bit of a crisis where he just poor guy could no longer do it all. Shocker. And. I know, I know. And he didn't even ask, he didn't even say, Christy, I can't get to the grocery store anymore. I can't get to Costco. I need you to do it. Because 
honestly, he's so sweet. His brain just doesn't even work that way. I think he just still is thinking like, how do I make this happen? And it unfortunately took me quite a while to realize, oh, he really can't do this anymore. And we were running out of things. It felt like a stress every week to figure out what we needed, you know, for meals. And anyway, it, I'm embarrassed to say it actually took me quite a while before I realized and before I told him, you know what, Jonathan, I, I think maybe I need to do this now and not you. I need to be the one who goes to the grocery store, who goes to Costco. And it took me a while because Lisa Joe, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate shopping. And it's because I'm easily overwhelmed. I'm easily overstimulated. Those environments are so loud and bright and noisy. And there's all these choices and I don't choose well. And I stress, anyway, it, I find it so overwhelming. So this is why I'm sharing it. I am so surprised to find that this Tuesday morning Costco shopping rhythm has actually become a really good thing to the extent that when you and I were sitting down recently, you'll remember this to figure out when we would record this week and just make sure our calendars and we want to do some extra recording. And so we're looking for an extra day. And and you said, what about Tuesday morning? And I immediately said, ah, no, I can't do Tuesday morning. (laughs) (laughs) And and part of me was like, ah, bummer, we'll have to figure something else out. But part of me was saying, I I don't want to give up my Tuesday morning (laughs) Costco run. I want to go do that. Now everybody wants to know, what do you buy at Costco? What is your ritual? Like, I actually want to know the ritual. Like, which way do you go through the store? You start with the bakery. Do you start with Frozen? And Uh, you who loves to cook from scratch, like, what are you Mm -hmm. buying so much of in bulk (laughs) that you have to go every week? That's what I want to know. Like, we love Costco too, but at the same time, I see the vats of peanut butter and the giant jars of pickles. And I think who could process all of this? Like what would, so I really do need to know because when I'm at your house, the other thing I know about your family is that you don't serve giant portions. Your kids aren't snacking all day long. What are you doing with your bulk <laughs> produce? What are you buying there? Please right. unpack this for us. And this is not a Costco sponsored it's not <laughs> at all. We are actually going to show you the part where the meaning comes out of this right. Um, right. when we grow in everyday life that matters. But let's <laughs> let's walk us through the experience first. Be yeah, our tour guide, and, Christy. And, and for our international listeners who may have never heard of Costco, I don't actually even know. Is Costco, I guess, is just in the U.S., I but I don't so, know. Maybe they have an international presence. But we do have, so in South Africa, for example, we definitely have like a, sort of a big box store, like some bulk store where you can do shopping. So I think most people understand what it means. Yeah, warehouse store. So let me just say that, first of all, before I even tell you what my routine is like and and what I actually purchase, is that this is actually the saving grace of Costco for me, um, is that choices are limited. Mm, So when you are in the aisle with the peanut butter, you maybe have two to choose between. That's true chunky and smooth and <laughs> Costco has done the choosing for you they they have their brand or they had right so um that so that number one let me just say if you are like me easily overstimulated decision making is hard especially when you're in a hypersensory environment warehouse shopping like another version of this I think would be like an Aldi I have friends yeah, who are right. huge Aldi fans and I think maybe it's similar like there's not 50 kinds of sandwich bread. There's, you know, a few. So, okay. So that's number one is that a lot of the the decision making has already been done for me. 
So, so, but it actually starts with, with the drive. So I, I think the reason I struggled to pick up this routine is that we don't, you know, we live in more rural suburban area. I don't live next to big box stores and I'm grateful for that actually, because I, again, I don't really love those chaotic parking lot asphalt environments, but it does mean that when you need something like, you know, Costco, you, I'm, I'm in the car half an hour. I'm sure there are people who drive farther. It's not a hardship, but there it is 30 minutes. Um, but I have, I have found that this now has become, first of all, I'm alone. So I think coming out of like the whole pandemic quarantine where I would go like a year without ever being alone, I now treasure (laughs) every moment (laughs) when I'm alone. So for 30 minutes, because my kids are back in school, I am alone. And over the summer, a couple of times the child would say, Hey, can I go with you? And Lisa, Joe, I told them, no, (laughs) no, you cannot. I have to do this by myself <laughs> because if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to let it be a right. thing that actually sort of refuels like a liturgy. Me. So I'm alone in the car. I can listen to a podcast. I can pray. I can listen to music. I can just listen to the sound of the road under my wheels, but I am alone. I head to the Costco. Now, here's the other thing. I I don't do well again with unpredictable. I don't know. So if I go to an unfamiliar grocery store, I find that to be the most stressful experience because now not only am I trying to choose which peanut butter, I'm trying to figure out which aisle has the peanut butter and I feel like I'm wasting time. You know, we talked last week about the dominoes. It's like dominoes are falling. I'm now in quicksand (laughs) of despair because I have gone up six aisles three times looking for the mini marshmallows that Elsa insists on having, you know, so I, I with the can't. cart with the squeaky wheel that won't turn oh, properly. Yes. yes, right. So because this is now a weekly rhythm, I don't have to figure out when I'm going. I'm keeping a constant list, and I'm heading to a place I know really, <laughs> really well. <laughs> To the extent that I have the same two checkout guys every week. No way. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And they're so quick and so efficient that a couple of times I've wanted to like make pleasantries and like start to make a connection with them because I see them every week. And no, they're not having it. They are just focused laser beams of (laughs) checking out my massive quantities of family food. And I'm just going (laughs) to let them do their job. Yeah. So it's familiar. And like you said, I know where to start. I know where I go next. I don't have to, very rarely do I have to go down an aisle twice because I've forgotten something or I couldn't find something. I have my way of going. Um, I will say, I, I don't even go through a whole half of the Costco, which has, I don't know, like light bulbs and office supplies. Yeah, like electronics and, and yeah, clothing TVs. and stuff I don't, like that. I don't ever go yeah. over there. So I also cut the store in half. There you go. <laughs> and only, <laughs> only go on the like food side. And yeah, the products are familiar. So, okay. Do you just need me to tell you what I buy? Like, what was like? Literally, I'm so curious because I'm also interested in like, what are you buying there? Because, for example, you couldn't buy spices there to go with whatever you're cooking, right? Because you don't want to buy a vat of pepper. So, yes, walk us through because everybody's (laughs) now curious. Like, what are you buying? And yeah, yeah, what are your what What do you have to get at Costco every week? Come on, Christy, give us. And actually, I. I would say I do have a vat of pepper that I purchased at Costco, <laughs> and it's really good pepper. It's like, um, uh, it's like uh, coarse. It's very coarse. So okay. it's, and it, it's like almost like fresh ground, but it's, yeah, so I do have a vat of, so yeah, I'm buying pepper. I'm buying salt. So there are things that now I, I feel like we can't, I won't say we can't live without, but they've become 
such like building blocks of just our everyday meals. So one would be the big bottle of um, organic extra virgin olive oil, which if you like cooking with real good olive oil, uh, you can't beat the quality and the price. And I've even read, like I've read articles about imposter olive oils. Like you just don't know what you're getting on the grocery store shelf, apparently. <laughs> but the Costco, we actually so like, check check because we have giant <laughs> Costco sized bottles of olive oil in our pantry right now too. <laughs> good, good, good. So olive oil. They sell a big old hunk of um, Parmigiano Reggiano cheese, which is like the best. So instead of you know the maybe I I grew up with like the fake Parmesan in the yes, green can. We still you know, use that, um, which you know that's fine, but that's a different food. Let's just say that's not the same. <laughs> it's a subcategory <laughs> that's a <different> food. <laughs> it's more like spray cheese, which I also grew up with, um, but I big chunk of like the real deal Parmesan from Italy, again, for a price that it, it's just, and it lasts. And so we always have a chunk of that. Too. What are you using that on? Like on salads or when you do pizza? Every, night, like- yeah. Soups, stews. Like if I make a vegetable soup or like a minestrone or pasta or my son, Bo, the foodie, um, he, he likes just snacking. Like he will slice off little bits of that Parmesan. Um, and so we always have that. Let's see. I, uh, school lunch things. So, you know, like I bought, um, goldfish crackers. Right. You know, right. Also likes those in her lunches, school lunch things. I actually tend, at least in the summer, I don't buy a lot of their fresh fruit and veggies because like you said, they're growing locally. I prefer to get them at the farm store. Um, but depending, like I'll pick up organic bananas there. So if you're sensing a theme, I I like, I do like if I'm able to choose some organic products and Costco has a lot of those. Mm. So they just make it easy um, to do that. They have great tortilla chips. So my husband cannot yeah. live without tortilla chips and salsa. Do you get meats there? Do you buy like pork and chicken or fish? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, uh, we get there's some organic ground beef. So for Tuesday taco night, you know, we'll get that. It's amazing, actually, that I I think I'll do a sort of what feels like stocking up. Um, I'll get the canned beans. Like we like to have some canned beans on hand for easy things. And and I'll get those things. Or, you know, my son um, who had dairy allergies for many years and cannot tolerate drinking regular milk. He just loves, loves, loves almond milk. So he goes through so much of it. I'll get the big box of almond milk. And I always think, okay, we're we're caught up for months now. I don't need to go back. And <laughs> it's kind of amazing that actually <laughs> every week there's something. I mean, I do have, what, two teenagers now. Right. I have two boys. One's almost a teenager. Like they eat a lot a of food. A lot but of food. I guess the reason I brought this up, all, all of this, um, is that it was something I felt like, I don't want to do this. I hate doing this. I don't have time to do this. Planning around it. I mean, I, I have work and it can I can feel like, is this really the best use of my time? And, and you know, is to take a whole Tuesday morning to drive, you know, the hour to Costco and then to wait in the line to check out. You know, it's not a, it's not an easy process, but I think because it's become familiar, because it's become weekly. It actually has become a space where my brain is sort of free to think or um, just kind of roam. It, it's become almost a, a, even though I'm around other people and I'm busy, it's become a kind of quiet <laughs> moment in my week. And that has really surprised me. And and yet it all started because 
I knew like, oh, the time has come for me to serve serve my husband in this. He really can't do it anymore. Um, and, and so I'll pick this up. And whoa, how surprised have I been that the thing I started to do out of a sense of obligation and necessity has become a thing that actually now, um, there have been a couple times where John has said, hey, I'm, I'm good this week. I, I'm not so busy. I'll do the Costco run for you. And um, once I took him up on it, but after that, I said, you know what? It's okay. I got it. <laughs> I am well I'm inspired by you because Peter does most of our grocery shopping here too. I think you and I struggle with the same thing when it comes to just overwhelm in stores. I've often talked about the toothpaste aisle. I don't understand why we need that I vast know. array of choices. It's very very overwhelming to me. Um strangely we lived um it's not strange that we lived there but Interestingly, we lived in the former Soviet Union for a couple of years, and I know it's changed a lot more now, but at the time then, even in sort of Western-style grocery stores, and usually everyone's buying everything at the market, but sometimes we'd go to a Western-style grocery store, it's just very limited choice, very limited, sort of in the cliche way that you think of when you think of Eastern Europe, but I found it liberating, mm, and we... Yeah were there consistently for years before we came back to the States for a visit. And I remember feeling like I was having a panic attack yeah. when I stood in the toothpaste aisle. It was so overwhelming, which is why I often reference it because I remember that feeling mm. so well. Mm -hmm. um, but shopping can get overwhelming and kind of like what we were talking about last year, this idea of how do we turn the things that feel like a rut into something that matters. And grocery shopping definitely can feel like a rut. And it matters if we're doing it for people we love, if there's a bigger story behind it, like Jonathan in this case, or, you know, for years when you were so careful when you were buying either milk or gluten-free or whatever for Thad for his allergies, you love Thad. So that's why it's worth looking for these things. And I think what we're trying to always do with our stories here is remind ourselves and our listeners why it matters that we do this thing. Because we are all, everybody is going through the, the ritual, the routine, the repetition in their lives. But we're, what we're trying to ask ourselves always is, why does it matter? What makes it significant? Where's the meaning in it? And it's funny that we should talk about shopping because this week, as you know, since I have sent you multiple whiny messages <laughs> about it, I have found myself in the mall way more than I would have liked. I, I cannot overstate how much I dislike going to the mall. I, it is my least favorite place on earth. I find it completely overwhelming. I don't know why you would go to a mall when you can just buy things online. Like at right. a mall, you have to walk miles to all these different <laughs> stores you don't know if they have what you want. When you're in the store, you don't know how to find what you're looking for. Nobody you ask knows how to find it either. Like everybody working there is like, well, it might be on the side, but it might also be over there. I mean, I, I found myself in malls sometimes where what I want to do is just open a browser and like type in exactly the scene <laughs> I'm looking for and then have it like come to me, you know, like someone <laughs> run up to me with it. So why am I in a mall? Because I'm heading home to South Africa and I haven't been in four years. That's a hard statement to make. I haven't opened my father's door in four years. COVID is part of the reason why um, I haven't been able to go home and we're headed home. I guess we aren't headed home. I, I am headed home without my family, which is hard and lonely. 
Um, but sometimes your family needs you. My South African family needs me and I need them and I need to be with them as they're walking through some hard waves that are crashing on our South African shores. And um, part of the homecoming involves bringing gifts. And even though <laughs> they say they're so kind, you don't need to bring anything. You're the gift. We're so happy you're coming. We know it's expensive. Don't bring anything. It's impossible to arrive empty-handed when you've been gone for four years. I've missed four years of Christmases, of birthdays, of new babies that have been born, of baby showers. And so you you feel this pressure to come home with something meaningful. Here's the other problem. You need it to be, can you see the quotation marks I'm making with my fingers, listeners? American. Okay, but what does that mean? Like, aside from buying a shirt with a big flag on it, like what's American? I feel like everything you can get here, you can get there. And then I go into the spiral of doom as I'm trying to figure out some fun American thing for everybody. (laughs) And uh, I just felt so overwhelmed that I had to keep coming back to the people. I had to keep coming back to the why. And it was one of the most fun experiences I had this week was being in one of my least favorite places. And I know lots of people love the store. So don't get me wrong. I get it. You know, you're a, you're a Maxinista, fashionista at TJ Maxx. It's not my favorite store to go to. I feel like it's just a lot of all kinds of things. It feels like I don't understand the purpose of the store exactly, but I was trying to figure out something to get for my sisters-in-law. And I got on FaceTime with one of them and literally like held the camera and just walked through the store with her. And it was so fun because I suddenly realized through her eyes, what's American? So American to them are just often a lot of brands that they don't have in South Africa. So while they might have lots of purses in South Africa, they might not have like a Kelvin Kine or a... um Oh, who's the other guy? Like Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren. Tommy Hilfiger or, or yeah. yeah, something like that. And then TJ Maxx, you can get for like a pretty reasonable price, was a really big deal to them. Really big. She's like, that would be thousands and thousands of rand if we got it here. We don't have that. And it suddenly occurred to me, oh, the stuff of life, right? That's what we talk about. The everyday stuff is special when it's coming from somewhere else. Or if you couldn't get it here, this isn't just a purse. This is my purse I got from America that my sister-in-law brought for me. And so, oh my word, we had the best time. We picked purses for all the ladies that match their personalities. You know, some were a little funky, some were more like a diaper bag. I hadn't experienced joy in shopping like that in a really long time. And it's because I had my sister, Annie, on the phone with me going, oh, look at those makeup palettes. I can't believe it. And I'm like, Annie, you have all this great makeup in South Africa. And then she would say, we don't have that kind. And you realize like what you take for granted in your life is special to somebody else. Like they don't have access to that. And so for me, it was like this incredibly meaningful experience picking it out. And then last night, I'm not joking you, we laid out all the loot that we had bought to take home and showed it to Pete and Zoe. And Pete and Zoe have been amazing. They came last weekend to pick out stuff for the little kids. Pete ordered for the guys, like the dads and their sons, matching like sports shirts, you know. Actually, I'll tell you, it nearly killed him because they have only heard of teams like, you know, the South Africans have heard of the Lakers or the Yankees. They're not familiar with the Detroit Lions, which really matter to Peter or the Tigers. And so when they were asking for shirts, he told me he didn't think he could buy them Lakers (laughs) shirts. 
he had physical pain and he did not think he could do it. And I'm like, honey, so he was like, look what I've picked out. And he was such a blessing. He did all the shopping. But I'm like, oh, hun, they're not going to know any of these teams. Like, they don't Aww. know who the Tigers are. They don't know the Bears. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know these are big here, but like, it has to be. Did you hear what he said in his message? The Lakers, honey. It has to be the New York Knicks or the Yankees. <laughs> and I just... Like his facial expressions as like he was selecting these. I mean, it was such an act of love to buy these teams. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, they're not buying it because it's an allegiance. For them, it's fashion, you know? But it was really special to sit there with this table full of gifts that we're bringing home and realize, wow, it does feel always like a very stressful part of going home. It's so meaningful to think about each of them receiving these gifts. And when I was talking to Anne, she said, Lisa Jo, the scarves you brought last time four years ago, I still wear all the time. And I think of you every time I wear it. So when you bring a purse, it's something that will always remind me of you. And it was so special. I am. I'm very worried that when I go through customs... You're gonna have this whole suitcase full of goods with all the tags on them still, and that they're going to maybe think I'm starting to set up some, you know, hawker stall on the side of the pavement <laughs> somewhere. I'm very nervous. I actually talked to Pete and he said, No, I think it's okay because everything you got is so different. It's not like you got 17 <laughs> of one of the same thing. I think you'll be right, okay. Right, but I'm right. I'm legitimately you- nervous, but it just showed me, yeah, when you ascribe meaning to something. Then even the most mundane things like going to the mall or TJ Maxx or Costco of all places suddenly feel like part of a sacred liturgy, which is strange and yet very encouraging. It is. And I found myself in a Target recently. (laughs) So (laughs) another store our international listeners may or may not know, but Target, big box shopping here in the U.S., very popular. Um, But again, because I don't live next door to one. I probably go to Target, I mean, once a year, maybe, maybe twice, very, very um, rarely. Um, But there's a Target half an hour. And this summer I took, um, or actually not that long ago, I took all four of my children and went to the Target. Oh, that's a Yes, I did. But I did it for a particular reason, um, because I have also, so you're headed to see family in South Africa you haven't seen in four years. And we recently invited and have welcomed family um, here to Maplehurst in Pennsylvania. Um, Jonathan's parents, my dear in-laws, have come to live with us. Um, and we are in the process of figuring things out to hopefully um Hopefully, they will be able to build a little cottage here near our house to have their own space, but live on our property and essentially um, age in place with us and be near to us. So, after um, almost 25 years of marriage for me and John, we got married so young, after all these years, for the first time ever, starting just very recently, we are living near and with family. So before they came, I went to Target with the kids and needed just to pick up a few things for their space, practical things, but then also found myself in this aisle where everything was was like farmhouse themed and beautiful, of course. And um, I won't even name names of brands or anything, but maybe you can guess (laughs) if you've been in a Target. And normally, kind of like 
the Costco and my preference for like farmer's markets. Like I am a thrift store shopper. I'm an antique store shopper. I mean, I love finding old things, things with histories and stories. I'm all about authenticity and everything. Like those are the things that really mean something to me. And so I don't tend to buy you know, these things in a Target, I would rather, you know, go find something secondhand. Look at her making excuses for what she's about to tell us that she did. <laughs> right. But I had a space to spruce up quickly. Yep. And, you know, it's one thing for me to live with something old and cracked. <laughs> but it's another thing to like prepare a space for someone else. And I saw this farmhouse stuff and I, w- I was Lisa Joe, I was there for it. I was <laughs> I was buying it. The kids were so they were with me for a while, but man, they quickly got bored and they were like, Wow, <laughs> mom, who is this mom who cannot stop looking through <laughs> the cute farmhouse themed signs for the wall? Oh, totally. Kitchen accessories, oh my goodness, cut bedding. So like I was like digging deep in all of it and <laughs> um and picked up some like super cute farmhouse themed things that normally just I would almost feel like I had some sort of (laughs) insight into my weirdness almost like I have a moral responsibility to not purchase these right I know that's why I'm just I'm so here for this conversation right now (laughs) but there I was there I was anyway so soon after their arrival I so I had found in particular um, these two mugs coffee mugs um, one with um my father-in-law's first initial, one with my mother-in-law's first initial. And uh, it was like a lot when those last minute, like, oh, oh, have to personalize mugs. Of course. Okay, here we go. Added it to the shopping cart. But almost right after their arrival, that was the the one thing that my mother-in-law mentioned to me. Oh, thank you for those. We, we saw them. They're hanging on a little rack. We saw them and we stood there and thought, oh, tea for Tom? I, I think I think these are for us. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. So thank you, she said. You know, thank you for thinking of us. And so, yeah, the kind of the things that I might not normally have any time for, the cutesy monogram mugs at Target, were actually exactly what I needed in order to make concrete. Because this is what, so we talk about growing a daily life that matters. And of course, by matter, we mean like has significance, has meaning. But the English professor in me is also thinking that matter is stuff. Like yeah. it's matter. It's right. like, it's, yeah, it's things that are made. It's like out of raw materials. It's stuff. And sometimes I'm learning, you know, growing a daily life that matters is about things as ordinary and everyday as as matter. The clothes we wear, the hairbrush we use on our child's head, the mugs we chose at Target, like that sometimes we need concrete tangible material ways to connect with people, to show our love. So it's really interesting to me, you doing that through a shopping trip that isn't your natural, like shopping is not (laughs) (laughs) your thing and it's not my thing. But you know what? It doesn't matter that it's not our thing because what is our thing is, you know, connecting, showing welcome, loving our people. And and sometimes you just really have to do that through tangible 
stuff. Not always. There are other ways, but sometimes the stuff is really necessary. And so I love that, you know, going forward, I know in the podcast, we've done this a lot in the past. I know we're going to do it a lot more is that um, we talk about stuff. We talk about the tea we really love to drink or the mug that means so much or um, the new pants that we found that are so comfortable. Like we talk about that, not because we aren't influencers trying to influence how you spend your money. We're not all about consumption. We're not a shopping blog or whatever. That's that's not what this is or who we are. And yet, if we're going to care for our everyday lives well, then then part of that is is thinking about stuff, talking about stuff, saying, hey, here's some stuff that, <laughs> that helped. Um, and I know we're going to do do more of that. And I love that that we have always done that as well. So yeah, as much as we say, hey, that's not me, that's not my thing. We are full human beings living in this created world created out of matter. And we are interacting and relating to others and to God and even our own selves through, through the material world. And sometimes it's flowers and sometimes it's local Amish grown produce. And sometimes it's a mass produced mug with a key on it (laughs) this is why your grocery run matters and if you're doing one today and you think of us this week when you're in the grocery store snap a picture tag us on instagram we're going to keep saying invite us into your lives the way we're inviting you into ours we're friends here we've all known each other for four years so tag us on instagram as you go to the grocery store this week i am at lisa joe baker And I'm at Christy Purifoy. And show me, especially if you buy that olive oil. I want to (laughs) see. And then be sure you leave us a review. Reviews are how people find the show. It's like spreading the good news about how we get to see our ordinary lives in completely new ways and discover how to grow everyday lives that matter. Mm -hmm.